Welcome to the Saucy Stat Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, alongside my co-host, Brandon. And today marks the completion of, well, part of March Madness. The first and second rounds are complete. We have our Sweet 16 field set. Take us through the first couple of rounds, Brandon. What'd you see? So we saw upsets. We saw the second ever 16 seed to win. We saw the third straight year of a 15 seed getting a win. We've had all types win. of... Yeah, two, two wins. wins. Two wins, yeah. I guess it has been all three years, two wins. They've all been Sweet 16 teams. Huh. Huh. Yeah, funny how the underdog is kind of prevailing. So, mm-hmm. it's been a lot more chaotic than we... Well, not really more chaotic than we expected. We kind of expected it to be this chaotic, but... yeah. The average Joe has not been expecting this. Yeah, So let's get started with the first game that neither of us expected whatsoever. (laughs) Fairleigh Dickinson beats Purdue, a team that doesn't even get the automatic qualifier. They don't, or they get the automatic qualifier, even though they didn't win their tournament. Yeah. Beats Purdue. You want to go over that game at all? (laughs) Yeah, I can talk about that game a little bit. So, Fairleigh Dickinson, background, they're out of the Northeast Conference. Uh, we've mentioned it before, but this is a really, really bad conference. Uh, one of the worst, one of the three worst in all of college basketball. Uh, in fact, we list them today. Another one of their teams is getting rid of their D1 sports because they're so bad. Um, but Fairleigh Dickinson got the AQ out of this conference. They had to win their first four game to even make it to the round of 64. They did so, and then they went and they beat a one seed. Uh, all of this is really, really, really impressive. Uh, don't get me wrong. But I do want to add that Purdue kind of had it coming that something bad would happen to them. Not this early. I had them in, in the round of 32 in all my all my brackets. Don't worry. But... Purdue was certainly the most smaller of a one seed, and that was exposed big time on Friday night. Yeah, and not just Purdue. That entire East yeah, was yes. the most vulnerable because Marquette was the two seed there. They were the most bet against uh, two seed for the first round, even though they did beat Vermont. They beat Vermont, but... Vermont's terrible, so that makes sense. Yep. But then Um, they lost to Michigan State in the round of 32. So the East currently is 9-seed FAU, which they are the worst sportsmanship team I've ever seen in March Madness. And it's bad when your coach is having to apologize to other coaches in the handshake line Mm -hmm. because you guys are that bad of sports about it. Yeah. Um, you know it's a bad situation when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they're going to be facing the four-seed Tennessee, who beat Duke. And Duke is like, well, we were the underdog technically, if you're going off of seeding. But it's like they were the only consensus pick as an upset yep. in the entire bracket. Yeah. Um, so really, Duke, is John Shire your answer? Really? Or... What's going on there? Um, but then Kansas State, the three seed, did prevail. Uh, they beat Kentucky, six-point game. They beat Montana State by 12. Mm-hmm. They've been looking good. Yes. They're, but they're going to have face 
the Spartans of Michigan yeah, State. They face Sparty uh, next week. And I've said it all year that the trends say that this is a Michigan State Final Four type year. I 100% agree with you there. Um, There's a reason both you and I were happy to pit Michigan State to the Final Four in this region. Um, You know, we saw it especially with Marquette being the two seed. You mentioned that they were the most bet against two seed. I didn't know that. Uh, That's fascinating to me, but also very believable um, given Marquette's stats. So I was not surprised when Michigan State won that game. Uh, And now they have Kansas State, who they absolutely can beat. Um, And then on the other half of that region is either FAU or Tennessee. And Michigan State isn't as physical as Tennessee is, uh, but they certainly will be ready to combat that physicality because the Big Ten uh, is a very physical conference in general. Yeah, and uh, Tom Izzo is one of the best March coaches. Yep. He's made 15 Sweet 16s, I believe it is now. Yeah, tied for the most all time. Yeah, he's a great coach. And I was watching the Marquette game, and Tom Izzo was fired up, and he was bringing life into that team. And yeah. it's like, is this 2023 Tom Izzo, or is this like. 2000s Tom Izzo with how energetic he was and it was like good to see so they are going to be a handful and I wouldn't want to face them no whatsoever it's amazing what uh doing something you love can do to a to an old guy like Tom Izzo and really get him feeling (laughs) young again (laughs) yeah here's a question for you do you think that if Tom Izzo gets his Spartans all the way to the title game and wins the national title do you think Tom Izzo is going to retire He's 68. I feel like he would, but not for the reason you would think. I feel like after everything that happened on that campus this year, if they were to go out with a national title, that would be a good closure to the story, and they would lock that memory as this year that would be the biggest memory that would be the last year Tom Izzo coached they went out on top it would be like a storybook ending that would help Michigan State immensely so I feel like he would do it but not for the reason like ha one peace out losers (laughs) he wouldn't do it for himself that's what you're saying he would do it for the school yep it it would be a, a storybook ending and it it's mm-hmm. like that would be one of the most respectable decisions in all of yep. sports history, and that would be one of the greatest moments in sports, one of the most mm-hmm. memorable after everything that's happened. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, yeah, he's he's been through it a lot at Michigan State. Um, he's he's old, um, so I'm sure he's looking for a reason to retire. And if retiring for the school is in play, I'm sure he'd take up. I mean, with uh, how young he looks on the bench, yeah. He gets all excited, all giddy, and it's like oh, yeah. he he is loving what he's doing. So I could see him lasting another like ten years. Yeah, to be he completely was built for fair, he's built for Michigan State too. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. what a guy, what a guy. Yeah, yeah. We could talk about Izzo for a whole episode, honestly. But oh yeah, one of the greatest uh-huh. to ever mm-hmm. do it. But um, yeah, in my brackets, the East region is. One of my finest right now. Uh, I 
I don't see a whole lot of craziness going on in that region, personally, from my standpoint, outside of the Purdue game. Uh, the rest of it is all just chalk in my mind. Not gonna yeah, lie. I mean, it's three, four, seven, nine, but yet it's like, yeah, this is kind of what we expected, so it's mm-hmm. most normal. Yeah. Um, one of the least normal would be the West region. Kansas <laughs> is no longer in. Dude, I'm so, so salty about that region. Um, I really wish it would have been clear about Bill Self not coaching at all. Yeah. Because they kept listing him day to day, but the the more the further it got into the situation, the more it's like, I don't think he would coach at all this March. No. No, I know people that have gotten that procedure too, and it's not like you just are fine immediately afterwards. Like I'm sure he's functioning, mm-hmm. but you don't, you can't, you can't go into a, a stressful situation after a heart procedure where, you know, he probably sees triple digits multiple times throughout the game and his heart rate. Um, he's constantly stressed for like multiple hours during each game. There's no way in retrospect that you put a 60 year old man through that immediately after a heart procedure. Yeah. I mean, Rob Norm, Right, Rob Norm Roberts. Norm Roberts. Um, <laughs> I got his name somewhat right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Norm Roberts is not the same coach as Bill Self. Um, nope. I do have a Nobody coach is. statistic, uh, which I've been very clear about, and it is nine day difference. So Kansas ended up losing to Arkansas and Eric Musselman. Eric Musselman. He's one win away from three straight Elite Eight appearances. Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk that this guy, <laughs> like, I remember him at Nevada. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this is a great coach, but to hear him go to Arkansas and him be in three straight Elite Eight? Yeah. Yeah. That's I like, mean... wait, really? Arkansas gave him some love. Arkansas gave him some money. Arkansas gave him some resources. And, uh, you know, Nevada, he did, he did good things at Nevada too. But at Arkansas, he's really got the tools he needs to consistently be not only in the tournament, but to win multiple games in the tournament. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, we've seen him. This is his third year winning multiple games in March Madness. Potentially his third Elite Eight if he can beat UConn this week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all around, I have a lot of respect for Musselman, uh, and I can't say I'm all that surprised that they won that game. Uh, I do also believe that Bill Self, if he was there, they would have won the game. Kansas oh, yeah. would have won that game, uh, and it's really frustrating for me too, as a you know someone who's watched college basketball all year intensely, um, to see the team that you handpicked as the national champion go out second round really stings. Um, yeah, but it makes perfect sense given the coaching situation at Kansas. Yep. Um, Arkansas, Illinois was a good game. Arkansas, Kansas was an even better game. Mm-hmm. And for Nick Smith to be on the bench for Arkansas, most of the game, that is some ballsy coaching. Yeah. But also like Eric Musselman is one of the most insane, crazy coaches in yeah. all of college yes. basketball. Yeah. So this might be the craziest coach matchup of mm-hmm. all time. 
You yeah. have Dan Hurley and Eric Musselman. Las yeah. Vegas should yeah, set I up. Think about that. Las Vegas should set up a uh, technical foul line for over or under at like five and a half. Yeah. It's either going to be zero or like eight technical oh fouls. I cannot wait to watch teams. that game. I can't wait to watch that game because no matter what the refs call, you're either going to get Dan Hurley like pouting and having his glasses like all crooked and running around screaming, or you're going to have Eric Musselman like wind rip his shirt off and scream at the refs on the other side. And it's going to be a fun game. You know what would make this game 1,000 times better? Hmm. Shaka Smart just randomly on the sideline, just adding chaos to this. <laughs> because I don't know if you saw him, but he gets low on the sideline. He's like all like energetic. He's trying to pump energy. Like he is also like partially crazy. But yeah, if he's just randomly there, just adding a touch of flavor, you would see yeah. like these guys. You if somebody who didn't watch college basketball just turned on that game. It would be like, is this the cocaine bear? Like yeah. <laughs> the pregame for the cocaine bear? Like, right? Where are we looking at? So, yeah, that's, that's for sure a game you want to watch if you aren't a college basketball fan and you just want to tune in for a March Madness game. Arkansas UConn. That's it, your it, spot. If you are a U, UFC fan, this is a game you want to tune into because this could have as much action as a US, UFC match. <laughs> One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But yeah, speaking of UConn, they beat Iona, future St. John's coach. Uh, UConn will see a lot of Rick Patino. Yes, they will. Good old Richard. Um, and they also beat St. Mary's. St. Mary's beat VCU, and while a good season, that was kind of writing on the wall that they wouldn't make it past VCU because VCU is kind of the bar on the ground that they could step VCU's over. VCU is terrible. It was literally St. Mary's versus Diet St. Mary's in that game. <laughs> so what do you expect? The regular St. Mary's to win or the Diet St. Mary's to win? Um, obviously the regular one won. Uh, and then they played a team that was just better than them altogether in UConn. So I was not surprised at all that they lost that game. Yeah. And then the bottom half of this region was just as chalk as the St. Mary's UConn portion. Mm-hmm. I mean, TCU took care of Arizona State. They were down most of the game, but pulled it out in the end. Gonzaga took care of business against Grand Canyon and TCU. It was that game was yep. tighter than also expected, but Gonzaga yeah. seemed to have control over the last like eight minutes of the game. Um UCLA beat UNC Asheville and Northwestern mm-hmm. despite injuries. Yep. Uh, Boise State, yet again, another loss in March. So mm-hmm. great job for that being yeah, as expected. Yeah. Classic Boise State, always losing in March. Yep. So but. Chris Collins could be a round of 32 god. Yeah. He's always getting to the round of third two every year he makes it. He's two for Only two. Only to lose there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, hey, out of this game now, we get a West Coast showdown between UCLA and Gonzaga. I am really excited about that in Las Vegas. That'll be a really fun game to watch. So, I, I said this idea to you, like, 
three, two months ago, I guess. And it was this idea of a running fan vote that the last regular season game for the like top hundred schools, like possible tournament team schools would be a fan vote, like who they would want to see just face off, just like trying to pick a preview game. And it would just be a massive Saturday game. That game would be perfect every year. To just Can have March like fourth, Gonzaga <laughs> UCLA every year, March fourth. Okay, with that idea, could you imagine? Everyone would vote Virginia to play UMBC every year. It would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> they would have to come up with like a system of like filtering like the top hundred. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> of course, but that would be f- hilarious if like. Yeah. UMBC was supposed to be the best in the American East <laughs> and Virginia is looking as a tournament team. Everybody would choose that. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like just random rivalries that you yeah. don't see, but you would think would be like a rivalry game. Like Wisconsin, Iowa state when I think yeah. of just what could be a rivalry, but is it mm-hmm. that I would love to see right before the big 10 tournament. I would love yeah. to see that. Yeah, I mean, and in all seriousness, Gonzaga UCLA would be an excellent game for that sort of uh, vote too. Oh yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you could switch it to Arizona Gonzaga if UCLA is having yeah. a down year. I mean, yeah. you could see Duke Tennessee every year if they're looking like that. You could see UConn UNC. Like that mm-hmm. would be a great idea right before conference tournaments to just have an yeah. all out dog fight. Uh, Florida, Florida state would be another one I want to see. Oh yeah. That one would be a good one. Yep. But it would also be another non-conference opportunity for bubble teams. And it's yeah. not just like your conference. Like yeah. we could have seen Arizona state face pit. Yeah. We could have seen Arizona state, Face who was the first team out? Arizona State versus like Texas Tech. Yeah, we could really see how good these teams are. We could put Oklahoma in the mix. We could put all that. So that if Mm -hmm. I was commissioner, I would choose to do that. Make a chaos day and like really see. Like every fan would tune in because they're like, okay, it's March. Oh, there's this elite non-conference game that right, like all a, like tournament teams will be in. Oh yeah, I'm going to tune in to see who I'm picking for my bracket. Imagine having like yeah, like 50 games all on the same day, mm-hmm. <laughs> right before March Madness. That'd be perfect. And then all conference tournaments start the next day. <laughs> yes, sir. So that yes, way sir. you're just like ready, and then it's like you start with the. Southern Conference, you start with the SWAC, you start with Northeast Conference, and then you slowly work your way into things. But it would just mm-hmm. be this absolute, this kicks off March Madness, kicks mm-hmm. off the tournaments to make it to the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a really good idea. Sorry, uh-huh. that's a random tangent. That It's a great tangent. On, but yeah. like, Very random, Gonzaga but... UCLA is going to be a great game. It is. Yeah. I wish we could see that game every year. And UCLA has some good news that Bone is back and on the court. Um, he's, he's not the most productive right now, um, but just his presence there is another big body to guard. 
Um, it'll keep Drew Timmy busy uh, this mm-hmm. next week. So it'll help with I, rebounds. This UCLA team is trending in the right direction with injuries. So yep, they still won't get their defensive player of the year back. No, no uh, defensive player of year candidate, I should say. Yeah, um, he's one of the best in the country. So. Yeah. They won't have that, but they'll have a lot of other pieces, including, you know, Tiger Campbell, Jaime Jaquez. Uh, it, it should be a dogfight. Yeah, 100%. And speaking and, of great defense, yeah, should we talk about the Midwest region? Because we've seen some pretty strong defense. Yeah. Um, Houston is the number one seat. They've taken care of business against Northern Kentucky and Audemar. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Um didn't Auburn only make two field goals in the second half against Houston? Oh, I believe it. Auburn was winning by like 10 at halftime, and then Houston was like, all right, time to play defense, and then won. Yep. If it was, if you just watched the second half and you they couldn't just, see the score ever, you would be like, what was it, 100 to like five? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they just put Auburn in a chokehold and didn't let go of the entire rest of the game. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that was very impressive. Great coaching. Samson's one of the best coaches. Mm-hmm. I, well, actually, is he the best coach in the tournament? Well, yeah, Self has gone. No, Izzo. Izzo's better than him. Yeah. Second best? I would say second best, yeah. I mean, Mark Few, I don't think, is better than Kelvin Sampson. Close. Mm-hmm. You could make an argument for Cronin and Sampson. You could make an argument for Huggy Bear, even though he lost first round. Yeah. But, I mean, he's one of the best coaches in college basketball. I would say. So. I mean, yeah. Of teams remaining, I mean, Bill Self has got in the picture at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I would say Tom Izzo would be the, only, be the only one better than him. Everyone else would be kind of right there with him. Like, even at the start of the tournament, like, he was probably the second best going into the tournament. Funny how yeah. the two best coaches are still in the tournament. Yeah, right. Shocker. <laughs> uh, shocker. Yeah, big shocker. The uh, four fives, those were two good coaches to pull out two um, wins because Drake and Kent State were heavily talked about. Those were so, yeah, probably the two, the two best, like the best 12-13 seed combo, I would say, in the tournament was right there. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But yet the four five one, great yeah. coaching there, great defensive yeah, Miami, performances. Miami, Indiana, uh, and then Miami came out and topped Indiana in the second round as well. Yeah, I mean that was the best offense I've seen from Miami all year. Mm-hmm. Um, Juan had the best game of his season all yeah. season that game against Trace Jackson Davis, which yeah. Trace Jackson Davis was putting on one heck of performance. He was trying to single-handedly keep Indiana in that game, but there's only so much one person can do. Yeah, and Miami's out here uh, representing the entire ACC in March this year because (laughs) nobody else can do anything. Oh, my gosh. I heard the stat that Miami – or not Miami. The ACC now has 43 straight Sweet 16 appearances. Yeah. Thanks to Miami. Thanks to Miami. Thanks to Miami, who carried everyone else who sucked this year in the ACC. Yep. <laughs> Including Duke. Yeah. Uh, 
had to throw no, that you're right. again. You're right. You're uh, right. One more time. <laughs> one more time. Just got to criticize Duke one more time. Um, but yeah, Miami took care of business. And that's going to be a good game too. Miami, mm-hmm. Houston. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the second best. No, third best game. I mean, Kansas State, Michigan State is good, but That'll I don't good. think. I think Houston, Miami might be better, but Gonzaga, UCLA, I think is the best game for yep. this round um, yeah. upcoming. But Houston, Miami should other, be watched. Yeah. And on the other side in that region, we have uh, the 2 3 matchup of Xavier, Texas. Um, uh, and despite it being a close range in seeds, um, I think this is going to be one of the lesser quality games. I think that I'd rather watch Miami, Houston than Texas, Xavier. Yep. I mean, Penn State, I think, from the 6, 11, 3, 14, 7, 10, 2, 15, like the best chance to beat the two seed, Texas, was Penn State as yep. the 10 seed. And they made uh, a good push, too. Oh, yeah. They only lost by five. It was mm-hmm. a tight game there until the end, and it's like there just wasn't enough time for Penn State. But yeah. Shrewsbury will get a nice coaching job. I yep. think probably He's at Notre there. Dame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Xavier as the three seed, they nearly lost to Kansas State, who just yeah. a couple of years ago was a one win team. Yeah. Um, yeah. They did beat Pitt, although I, Pitt just looked terrible in that game, honestly. I don't know. That was the downside of Pitt, I think, that we saw. Yep. They only had so much left in the tank after facing Mississippi State and Iowa State. Yeah, um, that week, this past week, they won both those games pretty easily, but they just ran out of steam. And yeah. Xavier hit the ground running, and then it just kind of stayed steady. It was evenly matched, but that little mm-hmm. kick to start saved Xavier. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah, that's a, one of the more mundane regions we've had this year with the one five three two all in the Sweet 16. Huh. But yeah. I'm still taking Texas to win that region at this point, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Miami-Houston has better They're going to beat each other up. Yeah, they're going to beat each other up, which is the one reason that I'm going to agree with Texas because if Miami faced Texas in the Sweet 16, it would be easily Houston. If Houston mm-hmm. faced Texas in the Sweet 16, it would be easily Miami. Yeah. Um, Texas just got the nice, easy Xavier. While yeah. Houston, Miami... Sport, I think Xavier's the worst, so... Oh, yeah. But it's like the okay, Oakland A's. Yeah. It's the Oakland A's in that region. Yeah, right. I mean, you have the Yankees, you have the Red Sox, yep. and then you have the Oakland Athletics. Good yeah. mind ball <laughs> reference. I wasn't yes, saying sir. the full reference because, but yeah. if you like my ball, you know the reference. Yeah. So, but yeah. That's Moving that. on. And then to the south. Lead the way. The 15 seed Princeton beat Arizona. Um, that was the other big upset first round, which. Funny enough, if you remember that episode we did with your brother, we said both Purdue and Arizona would be the most likely to go out first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
funny. <laughs> we did say that. We yeah. did say that. But then the bracket came out and we're like, eh, it was Purdue kind of is getting lucky getting the worst 16 seed, but turns out yep. it was the best 16 seed. Yep. Arizona getting lucky with uh, the off brand Yale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with Princeton, but Princeton ended up dominating. Well, not yeah. really. They just did just enough the entire game. They to dominated get four Missouri, point win. though. Yeah, they destroyed Missouri. Missouri didn't stand a chance. It's like Missouri's defense wasn't existent. It hasn't they, existed the entire year. So. Yeah, it's been pretty bad all year, but yeah. it was just like, you get a basket, you get a basket. We believe we are Oprah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that that game, Missouri. I I picked them to the elite eight in some of my brackets, and I regretted it because their defense sucked. But then they lost to air, or then they then Arizona lost first round, and I was like, oh, maybe Missouri will make this Week Sixteen, and then they just got destroyed by a fifteen seed. I don't, I don't. Know. I mean, I if lie. I. Would- if I was Missouri, I would have probably preferred Arizona. <laughs> to be yeah. completely fair, yeah. Um, to know because, that a 15 seed who just beat a two seed is coming your way and just still get your butt kicked. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why last year the St. whole St. Peter's thing, when they won, they got to the elite eight. They beat three teams. I feel like the worst loss in that was was Purdue of those three. Like it's most embarrassing for Purdue. Because Kentucky just got surprised and had bad clutch, and St. Peter's had good clutch. Murray State was just not that good of a team. But Purdue was a three-seed out of the Big Ten. They had five days to prepare for this game against St. Peter's, and then still lost. I mean, they had Jordan, Jaden Ivey, and Zach Eady. Yep. They still lost to Doug. And they had five days to prepare for that game, too, and they still lost. Yep. So. I mean, if, if you think are, about if you think about Purdue, it's been three constant years of disappointment. You lost yeah. to 13-seed North Texas, but then you're like, like, hold on. Hold my beer. I can do worse. And you make it to the Elite Eight like, oh, this is a cakewalk. Or no, you see him in the Sweet 16, and you're like, this is a cakewalk to the Elite Eight. This is our year. See, we are good. Then you lose to a 15 seed, and you're like, we'll take the 13 seed again. That's less embarrassing. (laughs) But then wait, there's more. (laughs) For just the low price of $3.99, you can lose to a 16 seed on top of it. Worst infomercial oh. possible. Um, but wait, there's more. Yeah, <laughs> Purdue fans, Purdue fans, March heartbreak. Get 15 seed loss and 13 seed loss, two for the price of one. But wait, there's more. We'll throw in a free 16 seed loss too. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's so terrible. Purdue fans. I feel bad for Matt Painter. I'm not gonna lie. I love Matt Painter. He's so fun to watch. He's just just been there my entire life in the Big Ten, just coaching Purdue. Yeah, and I want I mean, Purdue to win a title, but now that I follow their stats more closely, they're garbage. 
in March. Yep. I'm not going to lie. They're straight garbage. Yep. It's like, as much as I like Purdue, and it's like, Purdue's that one team in the Big Ten that nobody really hates. Maybe no. Indiana? But still, like I feel like Indiana hates other teams more. Indiana has a lot more bragging rights than Purdue this year because they actually beat their first round double digit seed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and I mean, Kent State was a hell of a lot better than Fairleigh Dickinson, too. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, as much as Purdue is liked, it's like, come on, can you please win so we yeah. have a reason to like you guys? Right. Just because exactly. you're just that neutral and just like the Midwest nice. Yeah. That's not enough here. Yeah. I mean, please, next yeah. year, throw some punches. Take notes right. from Juwan Howard and throw some punches. Of course, they're going to throw that one in there, too. I mean, Juwan Howard's fist. To, I did name a bracket that. That is I currently my best bracket. Yeah, like, learn from Juwan Howard's fist. Actually, like Juwan Howard's punches, number one. Yep. At 450. Nice. <laughs> uh, nice. But yeah, FAU has topped Howard's um, poor sportsmanship. Yes, yes. So Indeed. Um, can't really give Howard too much crap because he's no. not the worst. No. So congrats to FAU for being the worst yeah. possible program in Division right. One. Um, right. Congrats to the most hated list for a lot of people. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, that was a huge tangent from the South region for this year. Uh, and back to Princeton. <laughs> Princeton, completely unrelated to what we were just talking about because our tangent got that far off. Uh, yeah. But we Princeton had to throw faces, more shade at Purdue. Well, had correct. to throw more exactly. shade. Uh, Princeton faces Creighton in the Sweet 16. And then on the other side, we have Alabama, San Diego State. So let's circle back to the Princeton-Creighton game. What does Creighton need to do to not be Purdue from last year? Do not study Purdue film. <laughs> it's also called have a defense. Yeah, um, I mean, Kalkbrenner will dominate the paint. They shouldn't have a problem for defense nor offense for paint. Um the guards do enough. I mean, Princeton has some athletic guards, but you can't defend Nemhard, Shireman, um, and I'm blanking on the third guy's name. Um, uh, what's his name? Farabello? No, he's a bench player. Oh, my gosh. I love Creighton, but yet I just cannot think right now. Uh, granted, it is eleven twenty-three my time. Uh, yeah, it's only nine. Alexander. Alexander, I'm in San Diego right now, uh, so I'm on the Conference of Champions time zone. Future the big time, time zone, of champions, time zone. I should say the time zone of champions. That's what I meant to say. Uh, yeah, so we're doing it this episode at eleven p.m. for our time. Um. But it's okay because I'm more of a night person than you. You're more of a morning person. Uh, uh, 
that's saying something because you're a morning person too. I, I've turned into more of a morning person. That is uh, true. But yeah, I mean, I did go to the gym at five thirty this morning, so that qualifies as a morning person. Congratulations! Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, I've made it. But yeah, back to what we were saying: Alexander, Shireman, Nemhard. Those are three big names, and Princeton doesn't have enough. So Creighton just needs to keep their head down and focus. You just need yeah. to make it forty minutes, and you're in the elite eight. Facing like any other opponent. Yep. You're facing either Alabama or SDSU. You're wishing it was Virginia because Virginia has had three bad losses in a row. Uh, They've missed the tournament also in that time stretch. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Or, well, no, three bad losses in a championship. And then also missed tournament. So, boy, that championship is more like a fluke every time they lose first round. So just like Baylor. Yeah. I mean Baylor and Virginia both teams. just kind of flukes. I mean Baylor got three seed this year, which was deserved, but then it's like, well, we'll just lose to Creighton by a mile and a half. I can't say I was surprised by that statistically though. I mean it's like Baylor has zero defense. They were like middle of the NCAA division one in and defensive efficiency, so it's like you have that versus Creighton, which is a very balanced team. You know, not excellent in either of them, but very good in both offense and defense. Not a whole lot of weak mm-hmm. spots in that team. I'm going to go with the reliable team in Creighton, and that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, this was the definitely the most overrated region. Uh, yeah. It's been kind of a letdown, but... Alabama's taking care of business. They'll have their first true matchup against Brian Dutcher and SDSU, which really is that a tough matchup. Um, He's finally won his first March game and his was this his fourth appearance. This is, I think it's fourth. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting though. I'm in San Diego as we, as we do this episode um, to see all the local news about how, you know, Everything's, you know, Aztecs are the home team. So SDSU is the home team here when I like watch the news and it's kind of funny. I'm used to that being the Gophers, uh, but now it's the Aztecs. So everyone's really excited about it here. Um, there's a lot of hype around the SDSU program. I can tell that their fans have been waiting for this for a long time uh, to see Brian Dutcher actually win March games, which he's doing. So hats off to him for not screwing up. Uh, but at the same time, don't get your hopes up uh, because Charleston is terrible and Furman is terrible. And so it's just SDSU who actually has talent not screwing up is what's happened so far. Yeah. I mean, if they somehow beat Alabama, that would be a reason to celebrate big time because that would be a tremendous step forward for the Aztecs program. Uh, that'd be monumental. Yeah. I mean, you would get two days of celebration, and then I think Creighton takes care of business. Um, yes, but still, if you make the Elite Eight and you're an SDSU fan, uh, that's a win. Yeah, I mean, you've had three straight tournament losses. The one year that you were going to get like a one seed, maybe yeah. a two seed, they were 30 canceled. 
Uh, I've been yeah, seeing the, that everywhere too. Is everyone's everyone's still salty about that here about how oh we were going to win the whole thing because we were thirty and two in twenty twenty. I don't believe that. Uh, yeah, neither. They would have gotten a one seed though. Yeah, they would have gotten a, at least. I think they probably could have gotten two, maybe three wins. Yeah, um, they were a solid team, but not championship level. No, 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 no. definitely not. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so SDSU finally has something to cheer about. So yes, that's off to them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that, yeah. that's a good bracket recap so far. Um, anything else you want to add before we uh, call it a night, and then we'll talk to you guys again for the final four? Um, do you want to go over quick predictions? Who? you think will be the yeah. final four? Yes, let's do that. So I'll run through mine first, then we'll go to yours. Uh, in the South, I would have Alabama. Uh, in the Midwest, I'm going to go Texas. Uh, and then in the West, I'm going to go with Gonzaga in the West. And then the East, Michigan State. Uh, just to play devil's advocate, I'm going to go Creighton from the South. Knock off I don't Alabama. That. I mean, not too much of a stretch. Uh, Creighton's lineup. If, if Bama loses, it should be to Creighton. Yep. Yep. Um, otherwise, I think they have a nice path to the championship game. Yeah. Um, Alabama has had it very, very nice. They yeah. definitely got the best position. That's the perks of the number one overall seed right there. Yeah, I mean, Kansas didn't get the number one overall last year, but they got a very nice path, very clean path. Um, For the Midwest, playing devil's advocate again, I think Miami could be a good dark horse pick. Um, Houston has that mid-major, have they played good enough teams type five. Miami has been battle-tested, and they are getting hot at the right time. So if Miami can just get hot for a couple more rounds, I'll play devil's advocate and cheer for them. I like that Indiana win that that they just delivered on. So Um, In the West, I'm cheering for Gonzaga. I want this to be the year that Gonzaga wins because everybody will be so pissed Um, because this shouldn't be the year. Mm-hmm. This should not be the year that they do it with all the talent they've had and all the great seasons to get a three seed and then finally do it. Mm-hmm. People would be pissed. So I'm cheering for that to happen. <laughs> I Fair want enough. chaos. Uh, yeah. So people just want to see the world burn. And yeah. You me, and Jerry Palm. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Palm and I are besties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the East. I do want to see Kansas State. I'll play devil's advocate again. I, I do like Michigan State, but Jerome Tain, get him in the Final Four. First-year head coach. Kansas State, hate nobody Jerome. hates it. No. Uh, if you get the chaos of Gonzaga winning it all, evens out with Kansas State in the Final Four. A right. very neutral, likable thing yeah. with a very not likable thing. Right. It's crazy, too. My formula had... Uh, Alabama, Houston, Gonzaga, and Kansas State in the Final Four. Uh, all of my formulas Final Four are still alive. Yeah, same. 
So could happen. Yep. Um, yeah, very easily. I mean, formulas have been stronger mm-hmm. than we expected, but also yeah. like we didn't trust them enough. We really need to trust our formulas more, but we also yeah. realize that we do need to make some slight changes in areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's going to be a common occurrence, 15 seed in the sweet 16 for predict. 16 so. seeds start to win more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we'll continue to make improvements, get better mm-hmm. every day, every year. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll get the perfect bracket. Yeah. One of these years, right? One of these decades. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah. yeah. Anything else? Um, congrats for Ed Cooley. Congrats for yes. Rick Patino. We have mm-hmm. coaching changes. Congrats for Chris Beard. My favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, Congrats love... for the Corpus Christi coach, too. Yeah. He's going to Western Kentucky, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 We do like our Corpus Christi here. Um, yes, sir. But yeah. We'll still cheer for them, even though they're without their coach, and they'll probably be terrible yep. next year. Corpus <laughs> Christi all the way. Um, yes, sir. But yeah. I love the coaching carousel. Um it's good. It's going to be good to see Beggy's basketball maybe be the best in college Beggie's basketball next year. Good next year, dude. They're going to be so good next year it, it, because Creighton isn't going anywhere. UConn isn't going to go anywhere. Xavier, I don't think will go anywhere. They'll get they'll get enough back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nova's going to get better, and now you're going to add in St. John's as a good team. You're going to add in Georgetown as a good team again. Mark no easy buys. Yeah. There will be no easy buys. Well, to Paul. Well, yeah. But, I mean, still, they won some pretty tough games this past year. They did. So, uh, if you compare that to Big 12, BYU, I would take DePaul over BYU. So, Big, so East, might, Big East might win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Be the best conference come March next year. I buy it. Uh, we also could see the ACC return. Yeah, you never it, know. That It'll be a good season worse. next year, uh, and can't I'm liking the worse. coach changes. Yeah, so that's yeah. my last two cents worth. Uh, we love Fair you. All. Thank you guys yeah. for listening. Yeah. Enjoy San Diego, my man. <laughs> Will do. It's. Uh been kind of cold here, I'm not going to lie. It's like 60 every day. Not the normal uh, SoCal experience, but I'll take it. It's not Minnesota where it was like 10 degrees and windy and snowy when I left. So it's a win. It's a win. It's a win. So and That would be a wrap. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. We are the Saucy Stat Bros Podcast. We appreciate your time, and we'll see you all on our next episode. Until then... Peace out.